Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast, where your stories are heard. I'm your host, Angel of Words. And before we get started, don't forget to click on that notification bell on YouTube. Like, follow, comment, share these messages for us. We really appreciate it here at the podcast. Don't forget to also follow us on Spotify. Spotty got that video now, so definitely follow us on Spotify. They take care of us. Uh, you could also find us on all podcasts platforms. Our uh, our official sponsors today are uh, OTW Threads, Out of This World Threads, reminding you to be out of this world, and AttitudeOn10.com, your place to get over trauma and build resilience. If you want to start your own podcast and you want to get your voice out there, our affiliate links are down below in the description, so don't forget to click. And if you need a consultation, my information is at Angel of Words ENT, and we'll set something up so that you can start getting your voice heard and your voice out there. Don't forget the exclusive merchandise and the uh, the official blog and the links, uh, the affiliate links are also up at AOWENT.com. Now, on deck, on the Angel of Words podcast, we have superstar barber, Sammy the Cuts God. Sammy, what up, brother? Thank you for pulling up today on the What's podcast, going on? man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, really. Yo, bro, real quick. Number one, you're famous. I was in Brooklyn at a showcase the other day, bro, and somebody was like, yo, oh, you know the Cuts God? I'm like, he's your barber. They were like, nah, I can't get an appointment. I'm like, oh, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, bro. That's nuts. Yeah, that's dope, man. I, I love the love, man. I appreciate it. No, that's what's up. And Sammy, um, I want to start off with this, right? Because the other day, I was in sitting in my barber's chair. I recently had to transition to a new barber after doing home barbering for a 14-year stretch. Uh, I was sitting at the barber's chair, and I was breaking my barber's balls. I was like, yo, you should do a barber competition. You nice, son. And he was like, nah, man, get out of here. There's no barber competition. And then I look on my gram literally like 35 minutes later after I leave the chair, and you were in a barber competition, bro. What was, what was that about, man? Could you take us through that? Oh, uh, man, that was a really, really dope experience. Like I always talked about always wanting to do that. Um. But, you know, through the pandemic and quarantine, I guess they wasn't having it. So uh, they finally uh, put one together. Shout out to the Barber Factory for putting the New York City Hair Challenge together. Um, it was a dope experience. It was at Salsa Con Fuego. Shout out to them. It was a real nice spot. Oh, my um, God. I love that place. It was it was real nice. It was a lot of entertainment. A lot of barbers showed up. Um, shout out to Queen's Finest. Mickey, he was the first place. He was the one competing with me, actually, like... There was a lot of um, barbers competing, about 12 of us, I believe. Um, I came in second place, and um, I really wasn't expecting to go there, honestly. You know, I was, and um, the guy from um, the barber factory came to the barber shop where I was working at the time, and he was like, yo, you guys want to compete? And I was like, you know what? I always talked about doing it, so I might as well do it, you know? Like, I'm always talking about it, so I might as well just do it. Yeah. So I just did it, and I'm glad that I, I went. It was real dope. I had a fun time. Okay, brother, like, hold up. <laughs> so, it was a so great time. How they, like, how they find you? Like, do they know who's nice? Because to come in second place in a place with a gazillion barbers, like, how do you even get put on to that? I want to start with that, man. Any barbers trying to, you know, get, trying to make it into that level of barbering. You know what I mean? Well, there's, 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 um, like, Barbacon, which is a bigger competition and okay. a lot of bigger 
barber influencers attend this um, event. And that's been going on for um, a long time. Now you have other barbers and barber teams that are actually putting their own barber challenges together throughout the city and boroughs, which is cool, which is dope because that helps us barbers. And I believe like if you're a barber and you feel like you're talented, you should just like go on stage and compete. Like just do it for yourself. Don't even do it, try to be better than anybody. It's just for yourself. You're being out there, you're putting your name out there. You know, it's, it's always a humble experience whether you win or lose. So it's just you growing as a barber, you know, like you stepping outside your comfort zone and you're doing things different than other barbers are doing. So I really like encourage other barbers to actually just do that. And they came and hollered at you? How'd they find out about you? Well, well I, I, don't, I really don't know. Like it was just yeah. a big thing going on, probably on Instagram. And, you okay. know, they pull up to the shop and I just did it. Yeah, because you're pretty boisterous on Instagram. You, you're pretty live on, on Instagram a lot of the time. Yeah, I try, I try to uh, yeah. stay, stay connected with the people on Instagram. Bro, that's what's up, man. So they came and they found you. You know what I mean? Now you're in the competition, bro. Like, what? how does the competition work, Sammy? This is so wild to me, man. Uh, so uh, basically, they set up chairs on, on stage and they put all the barbers together and they give you a time limit of 15 minutes. Um, I answered the 15-minute fade challenge. So you have to um, do a fade in 15 minutes. Everybody's paying attention to you, so it's, I feel like it's deeper than just the fade. It's like you have to have like a presentable model, your technique. I feel like they're watching your technique, um, the way you, like, if you drop something, how you picking it up. Everything just plays a major part, and you have to have, like, a good fade. It's just not just doing the fade in 15 minutes. No, you have, it has to be perfect. No lines, you know, it has to be like A1. It has to be able to be put on magazine. So that's what they're doing with the winners. So if you win like top three, you actually, your haircut is actually being featured on, on the magazine, like a barber magazine. I think it's State Golden or something like that. I'm not too sure right now, but they get, you get, it gets featured in the magazine. So it has to be presentable. You can't just do a fade. No. You have to do a fade or some style, you know, it's just different. That's fire. Yeah. And by the way, guys, stick around till the end of the podcast because I'm actually going to get a cut by the Sammy the Cuts God because my barber's actually on vacation. So, Severin Deplice, I said, I'm like, yo, bro, you could you could put it down real quick. And he was like, yeah, brother, no problem. So, I was like, so stick around for that. Sammy the Cuts God is going to be taking care of business here on the Angel of Words podcast right after the podcast. So, you know, stay tuned to that. And don't forget that the podcast is sponsored by OTW Threads and AttitudeOn10.com. All right, so how do they judge the competition, bro? Uh, so I guess what they do is they just look for, like, errors or flaws in your fade. They, they, they bring you to, like, a place where there's a lot of light. They spin your model, like, 360. They, they judge it. Like, you know, they make sure the hairline is good. Make sure there's no hairs on the neck. Make sure there's no scratches. Um, it has to be flawless. A1 work. A1. No, no, no hairs, no extra hairs. You know, everything has to be good. I entered Barbican and um, I went over there and I performed and competed over there, but I didn't do so good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I left scratches on a client's neck. It wasn't really my client. I had to pick somebody from the crowd. Okay. I came unprepared, but I still entered it. It was a dope experience. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. So, like, are you all doing the same structure of hair? 
because that's not fair. Like if somebody's doing, you know, you you get different fades from like, you know, or they don't look at it like that. Because I figured, you know, you, everybody no, should course, have the same course, kind of, of hair. Of course, they, they're looking at everything. So if you're going to go there and, um, so Bob, let's peep this, right? If if y'all going to go compete and you're bringing like a, 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 a client that's like 65 years old, you know, he has old hair, right? So that's, that's the easiest hair to cut. You're going to do that in like 10 minutes. They're not, you're not really going to win because you're doing the fade on the old person. It's not presentable. You want somebody who has hair, has a nice hairline, someone who's handsome, you know what I mean? Like presentable, their face is handsome enough. You don't want nobody mean, grugging, mean, like mugging. You want somebody that's presentable. Mag like I'm saying, it has to be featured in the magazine. And they want to see technique. They want to see you use a clip over comb. They want to see you use scissors. They want to see you do all this. It's, not, it's deeper than just a fade. You got to cut the hair, too. If you could do all that in a matter of 15 minutes, you could become a winner. Now, I believe the winner of Barbican that just passed was a female. Nice. But she did her thing. I'm watching her. She's doing her thing. Smooth, cutting hair. Yeah. Did the whole, like, pompadour look. Yeah. Comb over. Winner. Magazine. Bye. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah, so women compete too, and they win, yeah. bro. They win. So it's just not just a guy's tournament. Well, you know, I had it's a female barber. barber for a little while. Oh, I yeah. Did. Yeah, before I switched to my... You know, she was she was my barber after my I left my barber that was coming here. But unfortunately, she don't cut hair on Thursdays, B. And I'm like, yo, Thursdays is my day, bro. Like, I want to be ready for the weekend, and I'm not trying to deal with that Friday rush if I'm going to be at all. You know what I mean? If I'm going to go to the shop, you feel me? So, unfortunately, I had to switch over. But they nasty. All right, cool. So. Bro, there's great female barbers out there. That's what's up, Great Sandy. female barbers. Cut better than a lot of men, believe it or not. Word? Wow. Nasty well, it's good to hear. Barbers, you know, we, we all barbers, and there's a lot of great barbers out there. So how how long have you said this has been going on for? Like this whole wave of like, you know, barbecue. Has this been around for a while? Because I've never really heard of it. I thought, you know, I thought it was joking. Like I told you when I was talking to my barber, but this is like a thing. You guys really have a huge community that support each other. Yeah, uh, it's it's been going around for, I believe, I don't know how long, but... For as long as I've been a barber, I believe it's been going about like five years, I okay. believe. So I believe it's Barbershop Connect, Jay Majors. These are the guys that put it together, the barber, the Barbican. They go all over too. Like they do it in Florida. They do it in Texas, Dallas. They do it in Connecticut. So it's, it's really like statewide. They go all over. That's wild, man. So, Sammy, why do they call you the Cuts Got? I like the name, uh, man. You know what I mean? It's fire, you know? <laughs> I like names, man. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that takes you a long way, man, you know? Yeah, so the Cuts Got, it came about like, well, my name is Sam. Sammy, that's yeah. my real name, Sammy. And okay. um, it was just Sammy Cuts. Mm -hmm. I started like looking up my name, what it meant in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. So, my name, Sam, it means like the name of God. Okay. Or God hears the name of God. So I felt like Sammy Cuts, Cuts, God, God, Sammy is like, so I was like, I'm gonna call myself the Cuts God, you know? And it's just not like I'm like the, the God of Cuts. It's just, I feel like God gave me this ability to cut hair. So yeah. Sally, you know what I mean, gave me these hands to cut hair, do my thing, bless people in the process because not only am I cutting people's hair, I'm talking to people, I'm making them feel good. And you know, like, that that I feel good doing that.
That's what's, I mean, bro, let me, I'm going to be completely honest with you. You guys are like, besides like my family and wifey, you probably are the most important person in my life, whoever that person may be. It was one person for 14 years and it's been two for the last two years. You know what I mean? You'll probably be the fourth person to touch my hand the last 15. Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, I, I really respect you. I don't go outside of my house if I don't have a cut. Everybody knows that I've been getting a cut weekly since I was like probably you know a teenager i don't play around with that like you know what i mean i always feel like when you have a fresh cut you're ready for success you're ready to go and your barber is intricate for a male's life well you know i mean i'm not gonna just say male because now females you know later you know in the last definitely, you know definitely, definitely you know the, the world has changed and you know it's not just you know men going to barbers but you know what i'm saying like you guys are intricate and in our self-esteem how does that make you feel how the importance of a barber i really want to put the onus on that man feels great it feels like it's, it's an honor honestly like I, I me I take barbering real serious I just don't cut hair I feel like I'm more than just a barber so I take it real serious like when I'm with my clients I just don't cut their hair I'm looking for more like a connection anyway because people go through things and barbers like you said like we are we are one of the most trustworthy people out there that people just come tell us things that they don't usually tell everybody else so like it's just, I don't know, it's just different. It's a different feeling being able, feels good being able to like just carry that and help people. What's the craziest thing anybody's ever told you, man? <laughs> oh, man, I, I really can't, I really can't expose <laughs> things like that, you know? Like you don't have to mention their name, you know? You could talk in a general term. <laughs> just crazy. There's a lot of crazy yeah, things people can tell you. Like, like, I had nurses tell me things about, what they saw during the coronavirus and no. yeah, that that type of crazy things. Damn, man. like really intricate secrets <sighs> oh, of man. the world. Crazy things, man. You guys are in the mix, man. <laughs> you, know, you guys like are like crazy oracles. things. That's <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, we get we get free legal advice. You know, when we cut when we cut somebody, we find out their lawyer and we ask some questions, they give us advice right away, like free legal advice. Get consultations, free consultations as barbers. It's dope. Like, as, as long as you know how to talk to your clients, if you're just a barber that's just quiet, you know, you're really not going to know who's who. I like to talk to everybody. I want to know what's going on. I ask a lot of questions. Okay. I want to know where you're from, what you're doing, how's your day. You know, how can I make your day better? Not only through this haircut. You know, so everybody go through things. So hair, barbering is like therapy too, so... Come, you relax, get a nice haircut, you go home feeling good. That's what a haircut does. It makes you feel good, brings out the confidence, makes you feel great. Another person, new person, ready to take over the world, like you said. Yo, I mean, you ain't never last. I mean, I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you, the most important person in my life for a long time, you know what I'm saying? For as long as I can remember, I, I can't, you know, I can't go out on a weekend without a cut. I just don't even feel like a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right now, you know, like tomorrow's usually my day. Like I told you, Thursday is usually my day. But you know what I mean? Sammy's going to come bless it today. Yeah, let's you know? go. Yo, uh, so how much you usually uh, uh, charge for cuts? Uh, well, it depends. You know, like barbershop prices is barbershop prices. If I'm coming to your house yeah. to do a haircut, I'm charging you like $50 or better. And I believe that's reasonable. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really going too much in your pockets. 
Yeah. Well, you're also using, you know, you're, you're, you're using a blade. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you go ham. Like, you're not, a, you know, you're a beast with it. Well, here's the thing, right, with the mm-hmm. prices, right? Yeah. Back to the prices that I charge. I believe, like, every barbershop, honestly, in New York, you should have, like, a standard price. Like, every, every barbershop should have a set price right now. We, we should stop all this... Like, you know how you go to some barbershops and you see $10 haircuts? Like, bro, we're in 2022. What are you doing cutting hair for $10? You see what I'm saying? Like, every barbershop in New York should have a standard price, $50 for a regular haircut. Think about it. When we were shut down, when all the barbershops were shut down during the pandemic and quarantine, you had people that was willing to pay $100 or more for a haircut. They were calling us. And we was out there. We was driving out to you. Cutting your hair, risking whatever we was risking because remember, certain people couldn't drive through the city at certain times. They were stopping people, getting pulled over. So we was out there like risking our freedom or whatever you want to call it, risking our, our health, everything to go cut your hair. People were getting coronavirus, dying left to right. People were falling out. So we was out there in the field, right, to accommodate our clients. And they were willing to pay us $150 or $120 for a haircut. So why not pay us that now? Let's have that conversation, bro. Because we were gonna head toward the coronavirus, so that's how you would. That's how you was maintaining. You were doing home. You were doing home appointments, and then um, you know, you were driving. Now, you know, you were risking this. So talk about that a little bit, bro. Because I know. mean, right? That, that actually helped. Like, believe yeah. it or not, I was going all over. I was going to the Bronx. I was going to Jersey. I was going up to the Hamptons. Like, I was driving everywhere. Like, I was really accommodating people, and I was doing it not for a lot. Of, there was people that was charging one hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars for a haircut. I was doing it for like 60, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, not everybody has it. So, But what I'm saying is there are people that were paying that $150, $100, almost $200 for a haircut. So now that we open up, there's still a pandemic going around, right? And all the prices is going up and everything, gas, food, restaurants. So why not haircuts? Inflation's a beast. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I expected once I started hearing the inflation, uh, you know, talks like, you know what I mean? I usually pay what you're charging for a haircut. You know what I'm saying? That's what I pay because I feel it's only right. I mean, at the end of the day, everything is going up, man. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. People got to pay for gas. People got to pay to live. You know, barbers got to pay rent. Right. You feel me? Right. So they're not forgetting that we out here paying bills, too. Yeah. We got to pay for gas, too. Mm -hmm. We got to pay for groceries, too. We got to pay for food, too. We got to eat. Yeah. So as barbers, why if if you have a barbershop up the block and I have a barbershop down the block, why I'm going to cut your throat and lower my prices to work harder and kill myself? No. We should all, every barbershop just have a set price, $50. That's the regular price in every barbershop. Now, if you want to charge $100 or $80, y'all could do that. Y'all can add whatever services and prices. But the set price in every barbershop in New York right now should be $50. For it right should be right uniform. Right. Uniformed. Kyle. Law. That's law right now. Every barbershop in New York should $50 haircut law. So people are so people are undercutting the game, B. Hey, but they're killing themselves. Yeah. They like, say- you're working harder. You're yeah. going to probably make 10 more clients that day. Yeah. But, bro, you're killing yourself, bro. Think yeah. about it. Is it really that necessary? You over here cutting 20 people. I'm cutting like 10 people. We're making the same amount of money. Yeah. And you're getting better quality because you have more time to spend on them. Right. Because the price is, you know. Right. You're not rushing through a cut, I would imagine. Exactly. Wow. The, the plan is to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. That's you, a fact. Barber, cutting hair is not easy. We're on our feet all day, bending over, back hurting, hands hurting. 
A lot of barbers catch, they end up with carpal tunnel. Yo, that's a fact. And, and the nice ones don't eat. Y'all don't eat, bro. Y'all take Starve. like maybe, maybe five, five, ten minutes. Five minute break, you swallowing yeah. your food. Facts. You might eat some hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fact. You, you might lying. have some hair on your food. Know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's a fact. Wow, man. So yeah, you know, I believe that all barbershops should really do that. You, know? you have any rivalry with rival barbers? Is there any barber beef going on in the industry, man? No, I mean, not that I know of. Okay. No, I'm, I'm friendly with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love everybody. I'm friendly with everybody. Whoever don't yeah. like me, I don't know, man. That's dumb. Yeah. One day they like me, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, you know? I'm, I'm just cool with everybody. I go show everybody love. I pull up everywhere. Try to pull up everywhere as much as I can. You know? I'm, I'm still learning as a barber. Like, you know, I had mine setbacks last few years. So I'm here now, I'm waking up, and I'm I love what I do. I love this barber industry, you know. Well, and you're very important cool. human being, bro. Don't you know what I'm saying? It's just the reality of the situation without uh people like you out there, you know, m- making us feel a hundred percent on a thousand, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what we would do, you know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't go outside, I don't leave the crib if my cut ain't on point. <laughs> Real talk. You know, sometimes I have, you know, sometimes I have to record a podcast and like, you know, like today, for example, like yeah. I'm wearing a hat. You know, I don't like wearing hats during yeah. podcasts because you can't see uh, my man, face. Me too. I'm, I'm bald. I got yeah, hair yeah, growing, so know? I'm not taking off my hat. <laughs> Y'all not seeing that today. Yeah. Y'all can probably see that on my Instagram stories yeah. or something. Uh, he's literally <laughs> capping today, you know? Capping. <laughs> Big cat. <laughs> Yo, I hear that, man. Yeah. Now, Sammy, you know, a lot of my, you know, I'm going to keep it 100. A lot of my barbers, you know, over the years in my life, you know, uh, did a little time. Or do you come from the school of hard knocks as well, man? I mean, yeah, I had a little roughness with the law, you know, my past, but that's my past now. And I thank God that, you know, um, I overcame that and my future is bright and I no longer have those problems, you know? Well, good for you, man. Did you get your license in uh, doing that or you got it after? Well, I had my uh, apprentice license prior Copy. for me doing any um time and then well, now, you know, I, had, I set goals in my life. So yeah. that was one of my goals, getting one my master's license. And I did that. And, you know, now I'm actually um, about to do more. Um, I'm actually about to study for um, SMP, Scout Micropigmentation. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually about to do that, take a course in that. That's you where, you, where you put the little dots on people right, and stuff like that. Right, yeah. right. That make, yo, that joint looks official. Right, so that, that's actually like, the, that's actually about to be the future of barbering. Yeah, and A lot of people is doing that. Well, I'm 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 gonna do it where um it's actually affordable, okay. Because the prices for that right now is about like twenty five hundred or better. Yeah, I'm gonna make it more affordable than that for the people because you know there's people that really are budgeting and would like that service. So I want to actually help people and help men get that confidence back where they have a hairline. Yeah. So I'll make it affordable for men, like you know, not cheap either, but you know, yeah. affordable. Yeah, no, a good market price yeah, where you're you know, getting, you know, price, you're getting right. a fair value and right. for the product that you're receiving. Right. You know what I mean? I feel you. Right. Well, man, that's what's up. So, okay, so barbering starts with like an apprenticeship and then you go into a mastership. Like, how does that work? I don't even know how you become a barber. That's crazy. There's many ways you can become a barber. Um, yeah. Barber school is actually one of the most best ways. Um, you go to barber school, you learn. Um, you pay for the course. You have you become an apprentice barber, or you could pay for becoming the master barber. But there are barbers that don't go to barber school, and um, you know, they learn in the barber shop, and then they'll be like a master barber in the barber shop. Let's say you want to learn, you don't have to go to school. I'll teach you how to cut hair on my own. 
and then I, you'll just go to the library or to a barber school, get the application, and um, I'll fill it out for you. You'll send it to Albany, and boom, now you got your apprentice license. To require your master's license, now you have to go through the state. You have to take a, a physical exam where you're being watched by an instructor and they're watching you perform all like three different haircuts. They need to see how you do a shave, how you do a shampoo, how you do a facial. So to become a master barber, you have to do a physical exam. To become an apprentice barber, you just have to have a few hours cutting hair underneath a master barber. How do you feel about the evolution of the game? This is amazing because, you know, the, the more it evolves, the more avenues of sh- streams of income you can create for yourself. You know what I mean? And, and this thing starts start exploding. It's crazy right now. Definitely. And I, I believe um, that the way the barber game is, the, the direction where it's going right now, it's great, you know, like it's actually opening doors for a lot of more opportunities and a lot more different things with being a barber. You know, you have barbers now that are doing actually commercials and all types of events and things. Um, but that also is required within the individual. You know, how how much like influence do you want to put out there in the world or how much of a greater barber you want to become? You have some barbers that just fine with just cutting hair and doing nothing. You see what I'm saying? To me, like I feel like I've been through so much in my life and the things I experienced and the knowledge that I acquired within my experience that I just want to do more than just cut hair. Like I want I want to give like haircuts with a message and try to like change people's views and inspire people, encourage people and just like help people like to become better at whatever they're doing. Like, if you're a dishwasher, I'll talk you into being a better dishwasher and then make you probably think, talk, to you, talk to you like maybe getting a better position than a dishwasher because you probably have more potential than that. See what I'm saying? Like, things like that and that nature. Do you feel like that that people, you know, they 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 have that like taboo outlook on this situation? Like, you know, you're just a barber because you know when I when I think about a barber, I think about the most important one of the most important people in my life. You know what I mean? But you think people like kind of like are, are are a little pretentious when it comes to dealing with barbers a little bit? Probably some people, but like yeah. I said, it's all depends on the individual yeah. and how you present your own craft, exactly. how you present yourself, how you present your own work. You know what I'm saying that you'll you'll be judged by your clients. See, like. When when you when you sit in my chair, you're not just my client. You're actually my boss for the day. Because now if you don't sit in my chair, I don't have a job. I don't get paid for the day. Once you sit in my chair, you're giving me a job. So it's like, I right, you're my boss. I have to do what you what you want me to do. I have to satisfy you, like and, and cut your head uh, the way you want it to be cut. So it's like I have to give you my undivided attention. I look at you guys as artists. I'm going to be honest. To me, you guys are the artists, uh, you know, and we are your canvas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, to be honest with you, man. Right. Like, I feel like, you know, you're creating art, man. You're making me beautiful. You know? I came in as a blank piece of paper, and you, and you, you know, you, made, you, you got me leaving feeling like, you know, like Pablo Picasso or whatever the case may be. You feel me? And there are a lot of barbers that are great artists out there. Yeah. They put their their time, their passion into their work. You have barbers that just 
cut for the hell of it. They just cut. They don't care about the actual details and making it look very, very presentable. So shout out to the to the barbers that's actually out there taking their time to making sure their client looks really, really right. You know what I mean? They get it right. And shout out to the barbers out there hustling too, you know? Y'all important too. But if you want to talk about artists, those are the barbers that, you know, when they want put their time into the work, they take the extra time, make it look detailed, every angle. That's our artist. Nah, I mean, there's barbers that do that. I, I try to do that to everybody. No, I see. I see your videos, man. They're valid, man. Like you really go ham. You know, you really try to do your best when you when you're cutting hair, man. What kind of gear are you using now? Are you using the Andes? Like, what do you like to use? Are you using the cordless? Like, let's talk <laughs> about that, man, and the evolution of the barber gear and the barber uh, oh, tools. Thank God for that. Whoever made up the cordless clipper, genius, genius, I agree. And, and, I agree. and helped us barbers out a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing better than a, a clipper with a with a, with the cord, you know, because it has more power, it's more stronger machine. But it's also, you know, it's is inconvenient, you know, I guess in the way of customers and we start tripping over cords and all that. So thank God for that. These clippers nowadays, oh man, amazing. Amazing. You have a lot of brands now. You have Stalincraft, you have Babyliss. You have um, Andes, you have Asta, you have Wall, whole bunch more, Gamma, all these brands now. You have more and more people like developing their own brand actually too. So it just it just gets better and better. What kind of what, what kind of brand you like to use, Cut God? Right now, my favorite, my favorite clipper right now is Stalincraft Rebel. The it's Stalin the Craft Rebel. Yeah, it's the Rebel, because I, I grew up as a rebel. Oh, man, I, I be rebellious you. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Rebel is my favorite machine. Um to do lineups. I like the um the new black Andes on I think GTX. They call this. Those is amazing. My now my favorite shaver is the FX3 Babyless. So I like to use a variety of combination. I don't really stick to just one. One brand. Oh, I bet. I bet. So you get you get to feel out, you know, you feel out all of them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I like to use all of them. All right. That's what's up, man. So you have your, your toolkit must be sick right now, man. Crazy. Yeah, thank God for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, you know, the cleanliness. Because this is really, in my opinion, what separates barbers from other barbers is cleaning your clippers, man. Especially during the pandemic. But I've always felt like that should have always been because I see barbers they they cut your hair and then they cut somebody else they haven't even put the juice on the on the blade, bro. What up with that? So yeah, that's very 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 important. Um, barbers need to utilize more better, you know, sanitizing their machines, um, and their tools because, like you said, there are some barbers that just rush. They don't do that. Their last client could have. Had like a like a bump or a pimple in their head. Their blade runs through it. Blood gets on it. He didn't, he didn't spray it off. Next thing he's cutting your head. You have a pimple and now you get cut. Now there's blood mixture. Now I mean, what if that client before you had something, HIV or some type of disease? Now that could easily get infected to you because of the blood, like how the blood mixed in. Chances of that happening, 
likely. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important that barbers actually spray down their machines and everything. It's very important. You don't want to end up with bumps in the back of your head, red marks. So that's very, very important. And that that's something that's, that I've always practiced. You know, they teach you that in barber school. That's the main thing they teach you is how to sanitize your machines, how to probably clean everything. And that's way more important than your face being clean. Because if you have a dirty machine and you're giving a clean face, it's not going to be clean. You're going to have red marks. He's going to have bums. He's going to grow bums. And it's nasty. It's, it's nasty work. You don't want that. Bro, I'm glad that you talk. Let's talk about that a little bit more, bro. <laughs> no, nah, because like you really got to drive that point home, B, because I feel you, like you that's have a to. lot of the reason spray, why I don't like this. Listen, yeah. spray, they, they sell all types of disinfectant sprays. Not Lysol, disinfectant sprays. Mm -hmm. Andes, Babyliss, whole bunch. And these sprays actually kill diseases on the spot. It doesn't hurt you, barbers. Two seconds, right out a haircut, just to spray it. Quick spray. Quick spray. On everything, right before you use any type of machine, whether it's a clipper, whether it's the, the liners, whether it's the shaver, always spray everything. Scissors too, if you want to be fancy, you spray the scissors down. You know, I, I tend to spray the barber blade too, because blood, there's dry blood, there's dry dead skin. So I spray that down too when I put the razor into the, 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 the case, and I mean the barber case. So... The barber holder and everything. So it's just important to spray everything down because of that. There's dead skin, there's there's dry blood, there's everything. And this coronavirus or whatever. You just never know. It's always good. Just and for your own safety too, because you might cut yourself and you, blood blood is crazy. You don't want blood to enter your blood. So it's just things that can happen. So you don't want to make mistakes. So it's better to always just spray things down all the time. Doesn't hurt. Would you recommend if your barber's not doing that to go find yourself another barber? Because I would. I'll be honest with you. Definitely. Bro. Listen, clients, people out there, real talk. If if you waiting, right, for a haircut, pay attention to the barber, how they dealing with their client before you. If they're not spraying down their machines, you shouldn't even get in that chair because they're not going to spray it down for you as well. They, you got to make sure that they spraying things down. You got to make sure like, all right, this barber is clean. You know what he's doing because you don't want to leave that chair with red bumps. You don't want to leave with diseases. You don't, you just never know. So just always be aware because to be aware is to be alive. So that could save your life, honestly, making sure that your barber is spraying everything down. That could really save your life. I caught the coronavirus when it was Omicron in the barbershop because I wasn't wearing a mask. I believe I, there was a client that sat in my chair and he caught right in my face and I was done. Wow. Two weeks, done. Couldn't taste, couldn't smell, nothing. I thought I was going to die. Like, I was I was weak. Wow. I was, like, about to pass out, everything. So it's very, it's very important because you never know what, some, what the next person is carrying nowadays. So if, if you in the barbershop and you see that your barber or the barbers in that shop isn't doing it, Honestly, y'all shouldn't even go in that barbershop. And you shouldn't really report them. Really? Report them. Copy. Report them. Because they, they need to be clean. If you're going to be a barber, you got to be a barber the right way. See what I'm saying? This is very, very important. And people really need to be held accountable for all this shit, bro. Like, it's real talk. Because we, we are, like you said, important people in this society. 
I'm not going to be held accountable for nobody's disease or somebody. If like if I'm sick or if I, I knew I got coronavirus, I'm not coming to work. I'm not going to be responsible for somebody else dying or somebody else getting sick or somebody else feeling bad. So people should be held responsible for this so they could change their ways and become better. It's all about just becoming better. Thank you, Sam. I mean, it's true. It's a great message that you're giving out there, bro. Sometimes I see cats, bro, like they're getting like uh like not an infection, but they're getting a lot of acne, a lot of, you know, razor bumps. And they they continue going to the same person expecting like a different result. And, you know, it's crazy. Listen, if your barber doesn't care about you, I care about that barber. Mm-hmm. Your barber should be caring about you. It's simple. Look, cut your hair. Two seconds, spray. Once the spray hits the metal, you're good. I could tell you can't hear now. Yeah. Two seconds out your time. Doesn't hurt. The bottles of the spray is like $8, $10. I don't know if they're being cheap. They probably don't want to buy it. But you could buy by the bulk, buy like 48 and the price is like $3 a bottle. You save a lot of money. And look, you have a lot. You always could use. Do you, Spray your machines. <laughs> do you buy it from the big vans? I've seen those big ass vans. The, full of, what's up with that, Sam? You like a bro, membership of that you, underground? Bro. What's up with that situation, bro? The, the energy is growing. You have yeah. you have mobile barbershop, barber supplies, mobile barbershops. We're growing. We're just growing to we're we're we're, we're evolving. No. Things is getting greater for barbers, you know? Like, ain't no telling what can happen next. Ain't no telling where the barber industry can go. Like we're, we're really like we're growing mobile barbershops, mobile um, salons, mobile supply stores. We're just getting better and better, and the future is just we're here. Now we're about to do the um, S and P's. That's the future. A lot of people are doing that. I might do that next because I'm going bold. So okay. <laughs> Might just do that. You're not gonna do the weave, man. The weave is valid. The Jamie Foxx jump off? Nah. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm gonna go weave, man. Nah. I think I'm gonna try that first. I'm gonna be honest, B, and just have a taper for life. It's he's just old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I fudge with it, B. I fucks with it. I do. Just I, old. I like the way I like the weave situation. Yeah. You know I mean, mean, look, th- that I, thing looks dope, man. Yeah. That with the with the glue in the head. Yeah. That looks dope. It's pretty valid, you know pretty what I'm valid. saying? Maybe I was going on a crazy vacation somewhere. Yeah. You never know. I might just pull a stunt, make my <laughs> make myself look like 10 years younger. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I you know what I'm saying? I, I fucks with it. I'll be honest with you, man. So uh, you know, when it comes to uh dealing with the females, you know, the barbers are always known to be a thought job. What do you think about that, man? <laughs> Wait, say say that again. <laughs> barbers are known to it's it's known to be a thought job, like a DJ or like a uh, bartender. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those jobs where they think you guys are, you know, mujeriegos, if you will. You know what I mean? The pretty boy jobs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, I really What do you talk about? Talk about that stereotype stereotype and misconception, you know? Well, I feel bad for the females that gotta go through that, honestly. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have to go through that, you know. Mm-hmm. You have some women that just wanna learn how to cut hair and just do yeah. you know what I mean, grow because they yeah. like they like that industry. Yeah. And the barbers that try to take advantage of female barbers like that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, like teach his own, you know. Yeah. I just I just feel bad for the females that gotta go through things like that, through all the stereotype. Shout out to the women that, you know, are out there though cutting hair. And standing their ground and, 
you know, you have a lot of strong female barbers out there that they're changing the game too. They're just changing the game, bro. And you know, it's all about respect though, too. If if you treat yourself with respect, barbers is gonna respect you. So uh, once again, it all falls on the individual. So Nah, facts. No, I agree with you 100%. Now, Sammy, I mean, you seem like the type of cat that can cut all types of hair. Do you have any issues with hair? Like, And what do you think about barbers that can't mess with different types of hair? Be, I be seeing them struggling. Well, to the barbers that just only know how to cut, like, one section of your hair, you know, I, be, I should, like, you're not a master barber, I believe. Okay. No, you can't call yourself a master barber because... You only learn like one style of hair. You're not going to be able to cut any other style of hair. You have a lot of people that don't know how to cut black people hair, nappy hair. They don't at all. What's so wrong with cutting that hair? So I'm saying like you should be able to cut every texture of hair. I agree. I'll cut every texture. That's the reason, one of the main reasons why I worked in so many barbershops. So I follow like a Bruce Lee philosophy. Okay. You know how Bruce Lee was like, he wanted to be the best at what he what he does. So he went to like all different type of dojos and and learned from all type of masters. Yes. That's kind of what I did. Okay. I, w- I went to like different barbershops and learned from every best barber in every shop. Every style here, everything. And then I just made up my own style, cuz God. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> that's what's up, man. That's I just, very I just smart. learned and now I feel like I'm a master barber. I master my craft. And any barber could be a cuss guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the, the god of cuts. Yeah. You're a cuss guard when you master your, your craft. When you're able to cut anybody's hair, you're not struggling. You're not like, damn, what do I do when this person sits in my chair? Damn, I don't know what to do. You know what to do. Like, all right, boom. Anybody sit in my chair, I know what to do. That's what's up. You're very confident with your skills and you're ready to cut any type of, of texture of hair. I, I fuzz you with that, man. Good, man. Like, I feel like some cats get scared. I be seeing them shivering, man. It's crazy. I've seen it before. Well, like I said in the beginning, like, I wasn't always like that. I was still learning. So yeah. I was probably one of those cats, like, that was scared in the beginning. Okay. Because it was always a learning process. I was, that's why it was, it was, it was valid. It was very, very valid for me to just, do that, work in different barbershops and learn different textures of hair. If I was working in the hood barbershop, I would only learn to cut those type of, you know what I mean, clients. So I had to like expand my like horizons and just learn. Like I went to Russian barbershops. I went to Haitian barbershops. I was just all over just learning every type of hair structure, every type of style of cutting. And I just said, boom, now I'm just me. I just made my, I just put all that together and I'm now I'm me. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. I, I really respect that, man. You know, learning your craft, man, yeah. working on your skills. I feel you. Well, what was your first cut like, man? Do you remember when your first cut was? Your first official cut? You know what I mean? Were you nervous? What was that experience like? Guts gone? Oh, man. <laughs> wow, my first haircut. Oof. Well, where was my first haircut? I'm trying to think. Hold on. Was it in barber school or was it outside, like, in the barbershop? Well, I mean, your first official barbershop cut. All right. My first, like, outside barber school. Yeah, first. outside barber school. Yeah. I wasn't nervous. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was a little cocky. Yeah. 
Okay. I thought I was the shit in the beginning. All right. That I, well, I wasn't. I wasn't shit. <laughs> I thought, yo, at first I wasn't taking nobody's advice. I want to listen. Like I thought I really was a shit, but I had to like be humble. Okay. I was like, hold on, I'm, I'm not nice. When hold did you on. realize that you were humbled? When did you have humbled? What was the experience like? What happened? What kind of hair texture? Take us through it. So it was just like I was taking too much time on the haircut. Um. The phase wasn't coming out as 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 good as it's coming out right now, you know. And um, it was more like an ego thing. Um, when people used to tell me, like, criticize my work, like other barbers, I didn't want to hear it at first. It was a more like an ego thing. I had to just drop the ego. Like, yo, bro, okay. if you're going to take this serious, you have to listen. You, you got to be humble. You have to listen. You have to just pay attention. So I was just like, I, I need to do that. Okay. Once I started to listen to everybody, whether I felt like it was good or bad, I just started to become a lot better at what I, what I was doing. I hear that, man. I hear that. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you for sharing that humbling experience with us. And, yeah. you know, right now we've reached a point in the podcast where it's time to play Five Words with Angel. All right, Sammy Cuts on Five Words with Angel. I'm going to give you a word phrase or a question. A word phrase or a question. You're going to give me the first word or thought that comes to your head because sometimes the word becomes a thought. So the first one is going to be a question, right? The first question is your favorite clipper. Rebel. Rebel. Copy. All right. The next word is when you think about the brand Andis, what do you think? Lana's. <laughs> the third word is the new machine that I've seen that gives you an automatic fade. I don't know. <laughs> Good. I'm like, there's no way you can get a freaking machine that gives you an automatic fade. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> the fourth word is um, I'm gonna go with uh the pandemic, man. What do you think about when you think about cutting dirt? Well, home appointments. That's that's the fourth word. Home appointments. Bless. All right, bet, bet. And then the, the fifth word is Queens. What do you think about when you think of Queens? The best borough, baby. We in the yeah, fucking building, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Queens got the money, you hear me? <laughs> yeah. I have to throw an alley-oop to you. Y'all know you, you know, from Queens. We the you know. borough, man. We yeah. the, when you land in New York, you got to land in Queens. That's a fact. Yeah. That's where you land. When you land in New York, you got to land in Queens. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. When you want to fly out of New York, Gotta fly out through Queen. That's a fact, man. We it is the hub. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the hub borough. That's we the we the we the heart of the city. Believe it or not, it's not Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's Queens. Queens is the heart of the city. That's what's up. I'm glad you feel that way. I will completely disagree, being from Harlem. <laughs> but if that's how you want to feel, hey, man, you're it's all right. You know. <laughs> Listen, I love Harlem too, though. I love all boroughs. I love New York. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's a fact, though. That's a fact, though. Well, Sammy, man, it was great having you on. Could you give a message to the people out there that want to be, you know, they want to be part of this barber life, man? Listen, I just, just keep going. Um, If you have a purpose, um, keep feeding that purpose. If you have a vision, 
keep feeding that vision. You know, um, there's going to be people that are going to talk you out of your goals. There's going to be people that's going to talk you out of your ideas. There's going to be people that's going to hate on you because you might have more more of a gift, more talent, or you just might be more favored by God or whatever. Whatever the case is, just keep feeding it and keep feeding your ambition. Just keep going. Don't give up. It's, it's not always easy, but as long as you put in the hard work, You'll be you'll be thankful you did. You're not gonna regret it. So just keep going. That's what's up, man. Now, where can we find you, Sammy? How do we get in touch with you? How do we get a cut by the one and only, the you superstar can, barber, Mr. Cuts God? You can follow me on Instagram, Cuts God. That's C U T Z G O D. Um, have all my information on that page. All my contact information. So just follow me on that, and you can always get in contact with me through there. All right, man. Everyone, that was the one and only Superstar Queens Barber, Sammy Cuts. Don't forget, follow us on YouTube. Yeah, Subscribe to the you. channel. We really appreciate it. Two of you share these messages with everyone. Uh, hit us up on uh, Spotify. You already know we're on Spotify and all podcast platforms. And Spotify has video now. Thank you to our sponsors, OTW Threads, reminding you to be out of this world and AttitudeOn10.com, your place to get over your trauma and build resilience. Our exclusive merchandise and our blog is at aowent.com if you want to start your own podcast don't forget to click the affiliate links down in the description and reach out to me at, at, at angel of words ent if you want a consultation thank you for tuning in everyone we'll talk to you later stay away from dirty barbershops now he's gonna give me a cut now my barber's on vacation oddly enough so i'm gonna get a great cup from one of the best dudes to do it. Yo, there you have it. The Cuts guy putting it down. NYC's finest, Queen's best barber. You already know here on the Angel of Words podcast. Where can we find you one more time, my brother? Follow me on Instagram at Cuts Guard. C-U-T-Z.
Z-Z-O-D. There you go, baby. There you have it. Peace.